Hey everyone, how are we all doing? Hope you're doing okay. Um, it's a new day, a new podcast. Um, so it's been a few days since I recorded the last one. Things are a little bit better, fully in my mind. Um, so that's good. Um, the eye thing, I think, might have got a bit better. I think it's still a bit touch and go probably, but I think it's something I have to just see day by day and try not to think about it. So we're kind of just trying to get on with stuff and I'm wearing my eye patch when it gets tired and it gets a bit achy sometimes. So I don't know if that's because of the strain of being all out of focus and stuff. But um, yeah, kind of thought it was quite good, the last episode that we did. Um, just like having the time to speak and talk out some stuff probably, as always, um, but it was kind of um, noticeably more helpful probably that time and just getting out of the house and stuff and just because of what's been happening I guess as well, it's all been a bit mad so um, yeah. So I'm back, um, I'm about to pop out again, so this is a car one, a car podcast. <laughs> um, don't worry, I, I am okay to drive. It's like, um, like if I'm now with the, um, sorry, just bear with me. I'm talking um now with the um i think it's kind of um it's got things are a little bit warped still but kind of in the distance things are kind of okay and even like kind of reading is okay if i close one eye and try and look look at what's happening with it then it's more noticeable but when it kind of blends with the other eye it's kind of all right so like driving and watching TV and stuff like that it's kind of good um, so it's kind of okay I'm just off to buy some stuff it's Friday as I speak um, so that's good it means it's the weekend even though I've been off for two weeks nearly now already means that Rachel is back, my wife, she'll be back from home and we have the weekend together um, and I've had a few positive things happen as well today which is good. I had, um, well my manager contacted me from work and asked whether um, I was in next week or if I was ill or if I was taking holiday I'm a bit confused about. So I couldn't. I think I had some holiday booked, but I didn't know exactly what. Now she's saying that I've got a full week of holiday booked, which I definitely don't have. Um, and so she said I've got the full week off, and then I'll have days left over if I take the full week anyway and then I've got a holiday to use 
leftover, which I can take for uh, medical appointments, which I think she's kind of got muddled, um, but it's not worth getting into. Basically, over the time I've been off anyway, I've had three days worth of holiday due, and so um, on also Monday, I think it was going to be a holiday. So um, I've got three days got three days of sick cover, I know two days of sick cover next week, so then I'll take those three days anyway, so it kind of works out the same anyway, I think, and um, I mean, I was going to reuse the days for um, my hospital appointment, but they'll have to give me that anyway, so oh, it's just easier not to get into that conversation really. That's good, it means I've got an extra full week off from work, which is good because an extra week is definitely helpful, and hopefully I'll be a bit more settled in my mind by the end of that week. And hopefully my eye will be a bit easier going as well, maybe. But I'm just kind of seeing what happens with that. Um, just looking now at some part in the, the traffic lights. And I'm just testing my eye against the sky because often that's where it's most um, noticeable. I think it is getting a bit better. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. So that was a positive thing, and it means that I don't have to worry about returning to work right now. And I guess I get another week to sort myself out and to um, sort of get myself together and just relax, which I think is worthwhile, definitely. So I'll do that. And, um, yeah, that's good news. Um, the other bit of good news, well, not good news, it's just a nice thing that happened, was that I got a care package just now from uh, friends in my small group at church. Um, I think it's got tea in it. I didn't open it because I thought I'll, I'll do that later. And also was kind of trying to do the quarantine thing of packages. I don't know if anyone else is doing this. With COVID, but I, so I opened it, bought um, the outer package and saw what it was. Um, I think I got tea in it then, and it's got a message saying they're thinking of me, so that's really nice. Um, especially because I think I've been feeling a bit isolated and just with everything going on, and yeah, so that was really nice and it's nice to be thought of and kind of answered what I was talking about the other episode which was the other day so that's really nice and yeah so that's good um, I didn't really have an agenda for today but I did want to do what something anyway. 
Um, maybe it's just going to be a general chat, really, and try not to think about the anxiety stuff for a bit. I want to kind of space things out a bit. Um, so I'll do that, I guess. And then we'll pick up a counselling type session, maybe again. I'm still probably pursuing actual counselling, but I'm going to see how this goes, um, just because it might be a bit easier. I've had different types of counselling before, therapy. Um, most I don't know if I said this before. Um, quite a lot of them are like short courses, so they've been like six sessions or four sessions, and I had longer term counselling therapy when I was 18 or 19 for everything that was happening then and it's kind of hard to get into everything and also you're going back over your whole life so in a way I've kind of redone what I've done at counselling in this podcast I've talked about growing up and my life and um, the different things that I feel affected by and other things that are bad that have happened and things that are good that have happened. Like every time you go and see a counsellor, you kind of spend a session or two, usually, like, getting into all that. And, like, I've had ones before where their eyes kind of light up when they hear about what happened with my mum. And it's just kind of tiring. Like my brother's going through counselling at the moment as well um, for like bereavement counselling because his brother-in-law uh, killed himself a few months ago um, and kind of like threw all their plans up in the air so he's been doing that um, I think we've sort of talked about that a lot briefly because we've been doing this other podcast and I think he sort of felt the same sort of thing. Um, that's like a 20-week course he gets. So it's pretty good. It's for a charity. It's like a free thing. So that's really good. Um, I think like I think I might, I might have said about this before, but I've had like free counselling from work and for the NHS, which is also appreciated. But it's kind of you know basic sort of stuff really you're not really getting into any great depth and um yeah i kind of feel like i mean even with all this stuff anyway it's i've kind of thought for a while like what's it going to be like coming out of the covid situation and stuff like that um I think like everyone's been affected by it and I feel like I did wonder like well I need some kind of counselling to undo some of the harm that's been done by you know the fear of Covid and the restrictions and um, so I don't know if that's still going to be a thing um, I've got a few options on the table, but I kind of want to enter into something a bit more long term, I think. Um, so, whether that's through this podcast, 
which it may well be. I think maybe there's some value in doing that, just talking for a hell of a long time. I mean, last last episode felt really long, and I really really feel like I emptied out my thoughts and stuff, which was really kind of helpful and cathartic. And I think like maybe with a counselling session, you'd get the same amount of time, but you wouldn't necessarily get to vent in the same way. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe this is quite a good way of doing it, and I think. <laughs> Because I've had it, I kind of know what they're going to say in a way, and I don't know. You don't have that third-party person coming and offering their perspective fully. Um, but basically, what I'm doing is the cheap budget version of that until I can sort something out. Um, I think it'd be interesting. I've kind of thought about. I don't know, it'd be good to either like the counselling thing or mentoring of some kind or having someone, I've asked, thought about like asking at church if there's someone I can be paired with for like some kind of mentoring or stuff like that because I just think that might be helpful just as well as like as a way of building relationships with people because like I don't really have any friends who well I do have friends I have friends who I can talk to and there's friends I do talk to but like I don't really have anyone older to talk to who's wiser and who's done life a bit and I think that might be quite valuable I was offered that at the other church or the church before this one um, one of my co-worship leaders really great guy offered that to me and I said that sounded good but I never really followed it up and never he never either so it kind of never really happened and then we left the church and um, yeah I think that might be quite useful in a way even though well just for my growth I don't know whether it'd be frustrating because of the church we're in this is like part of the problem I don't know whether to approach someone in my church or someone from a different church. But I've actually thought about going on an alpha course. Um, not <laughs> not because of my, of like the faith things and stuff, but just because I've never, I've never been on one. And kind of as a research thing um, for one of the books I'm thinking about doing in the future. Um, but also just like have like that clean slate sort of thing of talking to people and talking about faith and stuff like that. All the stuff I'm doing on this basically. Um, I don't know, I thought about that. I thought about contacting an Orthodox church, seeing if I can kind of befriend someone there or... Um, yeah, so they are kind of linked into um, my personal well-being and also because I want to kind of, I don't know, it'd be good to have someone to talk.
talk to and have feedback on. As I said in the last episode, I think I was saying about like I didn't really have anyone like pastoral in my life. Um, I think that might be worthwhile to pursue. So um been thinking about that. I've not done any I've not done any writing, obviously because um of my eye it's been a bit tricky. I might try and pick up some next week because I kinda wanna make some headway on this the work I was doing and um it's another distraction for me and it's a way of doing something Christian-y. Um, I, f- I kind of felt recently that creating as a form of worship has been kind of helpful. So I've been doing this writing work and I've been kind of, yes, as I said in the last episode, the end of the last episode, I've been doing this worship album sort of project as well, which has just kind of happened. Um, so I just I've always kind of felt that's a good way of um, connecting to God and worshiping and stuff like that, rather than just pure distraction of another kind, like just listening to music or, you know, it's kind of focusing on something creative that is, you know, to do with my faith sort of thing. So I'd like to pick up on the writing, I think, again. Um, It's been a little while since I've done it, but yeah, as I say, I've been doing this worship project, which has just kind of gained momentum of its own, really. So um, yeah, I started that last, well, I started a while ago, just like messing around, um, probably a few months ago, really, just messing around on this recording software and um, trying to get used to it. And I, I haven't written a song, really, a, a proper song for a long time. And um, I kind of didn't know if I wanted to go back to any old songs, particularly. I always, uh, I wrote, I was writing loads of songs up until I met my wife, basically. God, that's like 10 years. Over 10 years, I haven't written a proper song, really. I wrote a couple of worship songs, or like Christian songs, like seven years ago or something, just because I was exploring that for church. Um, and then I've just been doing like instrumental stuff and other things um, and I've not actually really sung actually for a long time because I was primarily singing it when I was leading worship at my old church which was like five years ago now-ish um, and obviously I hadn't recorded any songs I think I was like doing a few covers maybe and whatever but um, like since then, I've just been kind of doing more instrumental pieces and thought I'd try and pursue that a bit more. I've done a few more covers 
recently um, which you can check on my YouTube channel um, I did um, a playthrough I've never told you about this already I don't know I did a playthrough of Pop by U2 and then I was going to do Faithless by Faith not Reverence by Faithless I was going to do that album as well um, and try and do a, a take on it but then I just never got around to it I'll probably do that at some point because I've kind of worked out a lot of the instrumentation and like that kind of um, it was something that I was interested in pushing it more because there's going to be some spoken word element to it I wasn't going to rap, don't worry um, if you know Faithless um, they've got a, a guy who raps in it or like just rap spoken word and I was going to kind of do my take on it which was going to be more of a mumbly sort of spoken word thing um, so I was going to do that and then I didn't so I did a few covers um, and then I bought this software which I've been slowly trying to get used to so I've kind of brought that with a view to really doing like more instrumental stuff really but then just through trying out stuff and then I really got into Eleni Baker, who's a singer, a worship leader, who was kind of doing interesting, different sort of stuff. So I covered one of her songs um, on the software, just like as a practice, really. And then I was doing an instrumental piece as well that I'd kind of started on, but then I redevelop that into something else and then I'd done a cover of Obsession by Delirious um, I think I was just enjoying doing covers and I was doing songs that I liked so I'd done this Eleni Baker song and I'd done this instrumental and then um, I was listening to like other kind of Christian music and songs I've tried to do um, Love Song for Saviour by Jars of Clay and Consume Me by DC Talk because they're songs I love and it was just kind of like getting me through for a while and so um, I did covers of those as well or well, started on them and they didn't really work out as well like the DC Talk one is impossible just because well not impossible it's just difficult because the harmonies as is the Jars of Clay one um, but I had a crack. Um, the Eleni Baker one turned out really well, and so um, uh, just from that, I was kind of fiddling around with other ones. I did When Tears Fall by Tim Hughes, which kind of felt like it just came into my head that song. I think just one day and I was kind of singing it just because it's one of those honest worship songs which I've always kind of appreciated um, and then I was kind of listening to all the really wet versions on like uh, Amazon music and stuff like that and thought right, this really needs a bit of guts to it so I had to go at that as well and then from that I kind of thought of a few other songs I'd like to maybe try and have a go at so, yeah, as I say, overall, it's it's a mixed bag. It's kind of come together quite quickly, and I don't know how 
long I'll spend on it. But it's been a, um, a valuable distraction over the last couple of weeks. Um, that just creating and it's something worshipful and it's something that like I'm kind of thinking about songs that are on my heart or have been on my heart before and they're not your conventional not all of them are conventional worship songs um, there are some which are um, and I quite like that mix I think so I'm quite enjoying that I did Wake Up Dead Man yesterday I was kind of fiddling with that just like a really bare bones piano and radio static and I say bare bones it's like you know when people do strip back I, I wanted to strip it back even further than the strip back piano only so it's just like one like single notes on the piano and then um, radio interference um, a la John Cage which I quite enjoy enjoyed doing so yeah we did that that was good and um today i was uh, i've got like nine or t no 10 or 11 tracks basically to put together that i kind of feel fit for the project um probably 10 really and then there'll be a couple of extra versions maybe that i'm I'll just put on there just for the hell of it maybe or put out some other thing like I'm not going to make a big deal of it like um, but it's just something to do and you know hopefully people will get into it and get something out of it and that'll be cool that's the plan um, like I tried doing a video for the Eleni Baker song that I've done already or for the first cut of it um, which is very shaky and um, not great quality so I might have another go at that um, but I kind of did it in a rush but I quite liked the process of doing that so I don't know whether I'll do a few different videos just as something to do as well I mean this is never something I planned to do but it's just kind of happened and I don't know we'll see if it I mean it's not amazing quality um by no means the most amazingly technically minded person um to be doing that but it's something to do and it's something different and like even though it's not amazing quality i kind of feel like it's still it's still something of value in terms of a worship album and it's my sort of take on a worship album. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing that at the moment. I spent most this morning, like, what time is it now? It's like two, nearly two o'clock, is it? Bloody hell. God, it's 25 to two. That's not too bad. I spent quite a lot of this morning, um, doing a cover so this is the last song that I decided to put on I was kind of tossing up between Obsession by Delirious 
something else. I can't remember now. Oh, None But Jesus by Hillsongs. Um, a song that we did at our church, which I don't even know where he picked it up from. It was some guy came and played the song, you know, like a guest. And I think it was a song he'd written. It's just always kind of stayed with me. Um, so I thought about doing that one as well. But it was kind of a little bit wet. Um, and whilst it was kind of interesting and cool, I just kind of felt like it wasn't for this project. And then, so I settled on Your Love Never Fails, which is famously covered by Jesus Culture. I don't think someone else wrote it originally. Um, so, I, I really love that song. Um, it's a little bit wet. Um, so I kind of had in my mind, well, I didn't really have a plan for it. And then in my mind, um, I kind of saw it as a little bit faster. So I thought maybe I'd do like a kind of faster, rocky, rockier version of it. And then I decided against that, kind of, and thought I'd try a synthwave version, um, which has still got a bit more balls to it. But um, it's something like it's something I want to try and do a little bit of, maybe synthwave. Um, and I'm quite keen to get a, um, a a software package to add onto my studio, which will have all the correct noises. But there are some within. Um, well, I found some which I can use within the package that I have. So I've kind of been messing around this morning with this synthwave version of um, Your Love Never Fails, which has been really fun um, and quite enjoying getting the sound to that. So I, I would have continued probably if the internet just kicked off at home. So I didn't realise I need to come and do some shopping. So that's what I'll come and do. Come and do some shopping. So I'm at the car park now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run in and get the stuff and I'll come back I'm not gonna record whilst I run around because I'll look mad and that's not what we're doing so I'm gonna pause there and I'll be back shortly okay right I'm back now quick shop kind of ish so what I'll do is I'll uh, head straight back and keep talking Oh man, kind of glad. I feel glad to uh, have more time off. Just kind of feel on edge and everything's still. It's like you come out and it's still a bit like fucking hell. You know what I mean? It's like difficult being around people. When they're not distanced and I don't know, it's kind of weird. So it kind of ties in, I guess. Um, we've just had news a couple of days back, as I speak, of um, the government expecting everything to be back to normal by 
the end of June, is it something like that? Mid to end of June. So, I don't know whether that will be, I can't talk about this with Rachel, my wife. Um, I think it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, that by that point will be nearly a year and a half of living like this, living distance from people. And, you know, being afraid of people, weird. Um, so that's going to be weird, I guess. I don't know. I think it's at the end of March, they're expecting lockdown in the UK to be lifted. So we'll be able to at least see people again. Maybe that'll be a kind of rehabilitation, but it's going to be weird. Like, I can't remember if I've said this before. I've said it to people. It's an observation I can count on, well, two hands now. Seven times I've had physical contact with someone other than my wife and that's some of them were like elbow bumps you sort of that was the thing wasn't it <laughs> that was the, if you listen to this in the future remember elbow bumps remember bumping elbows instead of shaking hands so we did that with some of my family um i accidentally touched the hand of a man i bought a paint sprayer off in the summer um, and a couple of times I've accidentally grazed hands with the cashier when they've given me money back in the supermarket and that is aside from my wife that is the only people I've um, had physical contact with and so for my family as well that was um, Maybe, yeah, with my family it was three in one go. That's like mad. There's probably people who haven't had any contact at all. So, it's kind of weird. Like, I was never really touchy-feely beforehand. And everyone's, I think people have said, like, you know, oh, once this all gets back to normal, I'm just going to give everyone hugs and stuff and I don't know if that's been more huggy people like I don't I feel like I want to be that guy though I used to be quite a big hugger with like friends and stuff like that was a big culture and then it I don't know if it became weird because it's I don't know it's like once you got married you don't do that so much for some reason <laughs> I don't know why it's not like there's any ever anything sexual about it, apart from in my teens. When, uh, oh, I tell you what, some good hugs, eh? Good hugs, then. <laughs> Bloody hell. I mean, but like, it's not like that's what's happening. Um, I think like it should be an innocent thing, and like, I'm really conscious of touching people now. 
and before I was kind of before because I at a time when I was very huggy with people and um, we kind of all hugged as friends and stuff we kind of talked about it and like one of my friends grandparents like she hugged him and like he said like that's the first time anyone had like hugged him in like three years or something like that and it's just like like bloody hell I mean there's gonna be so, so many people like that at the end of this and like so I wonder whether I'm gonna bring back Huggy, Huggy Dan um, we watching or we watched last night the second minimalists documentary on Netflix um, kind of fun watching documentary and I recommended that one because I'd seen the first one um, stylistically a little bit annoying but um, quite a challenging thing quite liked it and then so off the back of that this morning I started while I was having my breakfast to watch the first documentary and I, I just love those guys they're like come on we're huggers we're gonna come out and hug you guys and like it's just really I really like that um, like that's like the first guy they just like tell everyone oh we're huggers we're just we're gonna give you a hug if that's all right and like then they've done this talk um, if, if you've seen this then apologies for me repeating but maybe you can't remember but this is the bell of like they did, they did this talk um, and they've kind of sort of said like what they're all about and you know trying to make life better and like at the end like the guy was like um you know if just ask like one thing if, if, if we hope you've enjoyed it and everything but we just ask like one thing like you, you come and find us afterwards after this come and find us and like uh we just love to give you a hug and i just like I love that and like it's saying it now like my heart's kind of breaking like because how many times do you not hug someone just because like I think I've I've been so restrained and maybe this is like a good time to like coming out of all this it's gonna feel like you've been even more restrained and like I kind of feel like I want to break that barrier down. I don't want to be restrained because of lockdown and I don't want to be restrained because of my Britishness either. And I just feel like that's a great, a real way of loving people, just like um, hugging people. Um, so I was going to say, like, I used to listen to the Daily Audio Bible podcast and, like, this guy, um, Brian, who did that, he always talked about, like, doing his tours and like he's looking forward to meeting people and hugging some necks and I, I love that expression I love that expression hugging some necks and like I kind of want that um, as an expression something like you know like it's not like cozy it's like a fatherly thing or something I don't know it seems fatherly to me or like familial some way and by hugging some necks you're sort of embracing people and sort of I don't know 
and I kind of feel like that's what I want to be as a Christian, like, and I should be, I mean, even I, I should be like that with other Christians, and I feel I'm not, and maybe if I was, maybe I'd appear a bit more open. Like, I'm a, I'm a cuddly guy. I'm not like a bony guy. I'm like a, a cuddly guy, and, um... You know, I like a hug, and somehow it stopped. I always remember when I went on the Christian music course, like, the one of the girls was really surprised when she saw me hugging um, someone. Because she was like, I, I didn't know you liked hugs. And then like, she was like, we should definitely do some hugs and stuff. And it's like, it wasn't like a sexual thing, but it was just like, I don't know, I think it's just closeness, you like, it's a showing of love, isn't it? And I really want to do that. I want, I want to be that guy, and I hope that it's not creepy. But I don't think it will, I mean, I'm a cuddly guy. Come on, who doesn't want to hug this? And I just think I will hug, I, what a great attitude to have saying that I will hug anyone. And you're probably going to upset some people because you're, like, invading their space or whatever. And, you know, that's why you give the invitation, I suppose. And, you know, but, like, how much... I think I worry about that too much. I've worried about that far too much, about, like, oh, I don't want to invade someone's personal space or, you know, this, that and the other. And it's not because I, I don't, you know, I don't mind people invading my personal space in that way, as long as I'm aware it's going to happen, kind of. I, had, I hate being tickled, I'll say that. If you ever meet me, do not tickle me, or I'll, I'll probably punch you, um, and then hug you. Um, but it's just a great way of like, physically accepting someone. And, like, maybe, like, that would be helpful, like, with me trying to love homeless people and, you know, speak to people and, you know, this, like, these guys, it's kind of, like, inspiring <laughs> in a way. Like, not that, like, hugging someone is revolutionary, but, you know, they just kind of, that's the first thing they've done. And like, what a way to break down barriers. Um, and like, how many homeless people are go untouched? Uh, you know. So I kind of think I decided I want to be a. I want to bring back Huggy Dan. Once all this list, because I think. I'm gonna need to. If I don't bring back Huggy Dan, then there might be like standoffish Dan which is not who I want to be but um yeah um we kind of I think my wife said that we've mentioned the minimalist documentaries part of our recent um talks at church because it's kind of about simplifying your life to make room for God and um 
think they kind of said about like, oh, it's, it's kind of these are popular, but it's not really enough. I mean, they're not doing it from a God perspective, but they're doing it. They are doing it from a love perspective. Um, so why is <laughs> why are you slamming that? I guess it's really inspiring. I mean, I'd say the the one we watched last night was um, stylistically a bit grating. Um, but I, I'd say going back to the first one was really enjoyable as well. And I was inspired by the first one or the second one and the first one as well, to be fair. So yeah, I started going back to the first one and it's been, um, it's been good. I feel like, I mean, we're not hoarders or people who are entrapped by life as much as some people are, but we still are. Like we definitely are. I'm still, you know, get comfort from buying things and I kind of don't have a filter and my, I don't think that's how God wants us to live. I think God wants us to live simpler and with a more outward looking perspective rather than like thinking what, what can you get sort of thing. So I kind of like, like that, let's say. Um, So I'm going to continue watching that and yeah, so I kind of talked about where I'm at, talked about what I'm doing at the moment, talked about the writing thing, talked about hugging, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, I think one of the, while I was just out shopping, one of the last things I thought about talking about was my writing because I don't I think I've been a bit coy with it um, uh, I don't really know why um, probably because I don't want to I don't know I don't want to bore people I think this is this podcast is very much about me talking out things so and I don't think enough people are listening to care uh, I mean if anyone's listening this far in it's a surprise to me probably but it's a good way of working stuff out so I kind of feel like I'm not going to be so precious about it um, rather than just saying projects so I keep saying about these writing projects that I'm doing um, so kind of on the burner I mean there's a few bloody hell um, so I started a worship one, worship um, book about alternative types of worship and just trying to encourage people away from just sung worship because I've done a few things which are more creative in worship and um, I think there's a real value to it and I think I've realized in the last year that I've still got a heart for worship and therefore I probably still am a worship leader of kinds even though I'm not a stood at the front with a guitar worship leader anymore. So I've got that book, the Bible book, I don't know much I've said about that, that's the one I'm currently working on. 
So this is basically a summarization of the Bible with its own original twist. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so I've been going through the Bible and reading it quite in intently, I guess, in some areas. Because um, I really want to get an overview. There's books that I've had before which give a quite limited overview and cut a lot of stuff out. And I kind of want to give something that covers everything but is still short, shorter than the Bible, that's still accessible for people, still something that is a reference, um, especially for like bits of the Bible which might not be immediately accessible. I feel like I want to try and drill into that for myself and hopefully by doing that it provides a resource that people can kind of skim through if they want to get a quick overview or a quicker overview of the Bible um, in its completeness or otherwise like if you're like reading a passage maybe you just want like the key points to in your mind before you go to read it um, so that's kind of that. Um, possibly a spin-off from that might be other books in that sort of um, shorter form sort of thing. Like maybe I did think about doing like the complete work to Shakespeare, but I really don't like Shakespeare. But maybe it's like something in the future to do because it is like a discipline. And get behind and that's quite cool to do that so yeah so I might do that so I've got that book on my neighbours though he's probably going to have a chat so what I'm going to do is we'll do that together shall we he's loitering So he just popped in, so he didn't hang around for me, which is fair enough. Maybe he didn't want to speak to me either. So, yeah, Bible book, Shakespeare book, possibly in the future. Um, I've got my shop in there now. I'm going to have to wipe it down. So if I ever listen to this way in the future, remember this? Remember wiping down shopping? Oh, my eyes are a bit tired now as well. Oh well, keep going, eh? Um, so the Bible book, Shakespeare, possibly in the future, hopefully not so immediately. Um, the other book I'm kind of interested in developing is going to be kind of like about understanding and interpretation and 
that's probably going to be kind of about church history to an extent as well. Oh, oh yeah, also with the Bible book, there's probably going to be a spin-off from that um, where it kind of gives a chronological interpretation of the Bible. Um, because I've always found that something that is helpful because like when I've read for the Bible I don't really don't know where bits are and I know you get the information of when this is but it's kind of all chopping back and forth and I kind of find that a little bit difficult to get my head around so that's going to be something for me what will hopefully help other people as well and kind of do like the chronological story of the Bible and probably fill in some of the middle bits like between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New, just to kind of explain the jump in what's happening, because there's a few like differences and stuff. So um, I've kind of, in research for the Bible book especially anyway, I've brought a few sort of um, shortened, abridged versions of the Bible. It's like the one-hour Bible is very succinct and doesn't contain all the information that I'm aiming for myself. And then there's a longer version by the same guy called Testament, um, which is more like a novel length. Um, but again, it's twice, it's, it just seems like they cut bits out. And so I'm quite keen to, I think there's something to it. Um, the other book that I brought was the... Um, Ted, Ted, I'm going to have a look here, it's um, Robert Grundy, I say Ted Bundy, that's not the man, Ted Bundy, <laughs> Ted Bundy's, um, no, Robert Grundy's um, survey of the New Testament, so I think that goes into some of the stuff that happens, um, aside from like, like between the Bible, between the Testaments, I think. And it's also like a book that, it's like a college pupil book sort of thing. It's an um, academic book, that's the word. But I've got um, like a, an older edition online. So I've been thinking about like sort of Bible study a little bit and whether to, it'd be kind of interesting to pursue that. Um, just because of the stuff I've been doing and just... I don't know, I think maybe it's just on my heart a bit, and if I'm doing this kind of work about these things, the interpretation and all that kind of stuff, I, I wondered whether there'd be some value to it, and um, maybe there would be, but I don't really know how that fits into my life at the moment with work, and with coronavirus, and with everything. Um, so that is something that I got for like a few quid. I mean, I can really recommend it. It looks quite easy to read, um, but like looks quite in-depth and interesting as well. So um, I'm into that. I'm just going to stop this because I feel like I might go over. Just while I make my dinner, I'm going to keep talking. So um, yeah, let's do that. Okay, straight back. Uh, definitely gonna have a beer today.
definitely going to have a beer. Right, finish wiping down shopping. That's the job for that. Um, yeah. So, so I've got that book. Um, so those are like some of the ideas, uh, the interpretation. Like, I really kind of need to do some more research on that, and I'd like to maybe get like more um, involvement from other people. So I'm sort of thinking about that constantly, and probably this is this podcast is probably working out some of the thought behind that as well. Um, which is fun but it's probably not going to be for a little while um, I've still got the other things and that might be a bigger piece but I kind of have an idea for the tone of that like a sort of gonzo type of John Ronson sort of I like John Ronson I think that would be a good book um, so there's that and then the book that I've been thinking about for the longest probably which I've kind of started to make notes on is about um, and I don't know whether this will come into the interpretation book in a way or if it deserves a book of its own um, which is going to be about sex and the Bible um, because I think Christians are a bit obsessed with it and I don't know, I, I thought that might be, I mean, this is like a book that I think could be funny. I think I've kind of taken the idea from um, a comedian called Richard Herring, who, um, who did a book about the penis called Talking Cock. And in that he kind of surveyed um, like people he knew and like fans and stuff and then had it passed around and like got um kind of he did a stand-up show for it um but he also um also wrote this book so the book contains a lot more information on the, the survey of what he was doing and who we what he asked and the responses and it was kind of a funny book and it's something I read like years back and I've actually read since but it's an idea that's kind of stuck with me and I think um, partly like the whole sex education thing because I think like Christians kind of mismanage it quite badly um, and so that was kind of the idea behind that one and I don't really know what to do with it fully. I think it's probably going to be a way down the line and like kind of a feel almost as if um, I mean this is a Christian problem isn't it? Like you should have an end in sight <laughs> before you can comment on something. Maybe that's true. But I still feel I've got stuff to say. But yeah, I kind of feel like I can't really write that book until I've had a child. Like, you know, if you're talking about sex, but you've never had a child, then I kind of feel 
like you can't really be <laughs> telling other people. You know what I mean? It's like um, you know those Christians who um, preach against gay people, but they they're not gay. It's like that, isn't it? Sapphire. Maybe that'll be. Maybe that'll be in the book. If I get to it. Um, it is like that, in a way. Um, so and that's a way off, probably. And as I say, things keep kind of coming in um, to distract me, like this worship album. And then I've got the woodwork stuff and my aspirations to get out of the job I'm in and to, into something I like so it's like you know can I do that with playing up with the music I don't think that's going to happen frankly um so that is that oh mate my eyes kind of I think it's so bright outside it's kind of buzzed everything up a bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. Put my eye patch on for a bit. Um, it's a mask. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. What's the aim? And in the middle of that, I'm managing anxiety. That's another thing I feel like I probably should talk about is anxiety. Because that's having an impact on my life and it's something that Christians are rubbish at talking about I reckon so uh, I'm gonna go out to the garage because I need to do these it's no good really we've got a good freezer in the garage so, I'm getting the full package here today tell you the full experience um yes so i've got all these things and like not enough time to do it frankly at the moment i'm trying to chill out and try to see be able to see again Like a hiccup in the road. So that I think maybe I don't know if all these things have kind of burnt me out a bit. But I can't not create though. That's the problem because I just love it. I absolutely love it. So at the end of the day. I've had a stressful day at work. It's a way of chilling out. So, yes. I mean, what I really need to do is not have to go to work full time. 
that's what I really need. Would my life be easier? Not necessarily. Would I be happier? Yes, infinitely. Um, why don't you do it then, Dan? Well, it's not just me, is it? It's what my wife thinks. It's what other people think, even though you probably shouldn't worry about that too much. Society thinks. Um, I think it's mainly what my wife thinks. I think she worries. I think she thinks if I was desperately unhappy, um, then maybe then that'd be something. It's kind of a last resort, and it probably is for anyone really, to be fair. And I don't think. Many people can just quit their job on a whim, and I think many people would probably want to. Um, so it's trying to navigate out of that. If I can make some kind of business for myself, that takes time and effort into looking into, and I'd rather be doing the creative things rather than the business things. So that's that. That's that problem. Um, just making some noodles for my lunch. Spicy noodles. Um, so that's that. And this is what I keep coming back to. And there's, is there any guarantee that I'd be less anxious doing that? No guarantee. Every work has its stresses. So I don't really know. I don't quite know what to do with that. Other than I know that I have things to do. Maybe part of, maybe part of it is getting into a job that gives me more time to do that. Something part time, something less stressful, because my job is undeniably stressful. Even though, I mean, compared to other people's jobs, it's probably not, but it is. It is stressful, and that's why I'm in the position I am now. So, you know, it's not good for me. And everyone has their own thresholds. And somehow I've found myself into this position. It's not something I've chosen. And, yeah. Not delighted with it, frankly. So, I've got a lot to think about. Maybe I need to prioritise, probably, because I can't do all the books at once. I can't sort my life out at once. I can't get the job all at once. Maybe it's just to take in each day as it comes, though, as well. 
maybe that is what the answer is. I'm not planning. What's that quote? It's like God laughs at the plans of humans. <laughs> I started praying about that. Praying to for God to you know we're just lifting my life to God in a fresh way in a kind of you know I can't really do anything good with this I offer it to you God I offer my passions and what I think my strengths are and that kind of seems like a worthy thing to do like the kind of thing you hear people talking about testimonies when they come out the other side of it and you know they suddenly got this amazing job that they love and okay yeah, it's a struggle but you know they're doing the thing that gives them joy and time and peace and all that kind of stuff and it's difficult because what if God wants for me to be in the job that I want well, not, not be in the job that I'm in like yeah, I could choose to, and sometimes I do choose to see it this way I choose to see um, like this is the path that God has laid out you know, certain doors have opened and have pushed other doors, different jobs which didn't open and probably for the best because they wouldn't have necessarily been better jobs. Like the job I'm in now is arguably less stressful than the job I was in before purely because the people are nicer but it's still got frustrations and worries and concerns and stresses and you know part of that's down to me that's part of that makes me feel like maybe that's why I'd be better off self-employed doing my own thing and with only myself to answer to so I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's probably enough for me. I'm really surprised if anyone's listening this far in. If you have listened this far in, then thanks. I'd love to hear from you. As I said last time, if it is a way of contacting through the Anchor FM link. Um. I would give my personal email address out, but oh, you don't know who's going to pick up, do you? Um, there might be a contact form on my website, actually. I don't know. Maybe it's just better this way. You doing your thing, me doing my thing, and maybe one day we'll get to meet, hug a few necks, Hey. Oh man. 
Should have been out too much. It's got maybe dark my spot. My eye. Anyway, I'll leave it there. I'm going to get some lunch and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye then.